the siege on any headquarters has ended. It was a great battle, rebels against the institution, man against mechanic defense mechanisms. They fought bravely, but yet lost early. The heroes rejoiced, joy spreading throughout the lands, a.k.a. the two blocks around any headquarters they had to evacuate. The rest mostly didn't care, but anyway, joy throughout some places. The Dark Reaper once more defeated and forced to retreat. Good for the established institutions, but what of the little man, you may ask? What of the novice evil genius in dire need of a clue? Well, since the villain that spread fear in the hearts of company managers anywhere, in Liverpool, was defeated faster than his schedule, our meeting was moved up and I lost a week of prep time. <laughs> Yeah, the siege. I didn't know people still sieged. But if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be Reaper. But he underestimated tech support's affinity for electronics. They never even entered the building. And the moment tech took over the controls for Innie's defense... Boy, does Innie have some hardcore defense. I was hoping Reaper wouldn't move up our meeting now that he had time earlier. But of course he did. Of course. So once I was done completely losing it and had managed to calm down, I started preparing half-assed, rush-for-dear-life preparing. First things first, I had to make sure Gordon didn't trip over Reaper when they tried lurking in the same corner. I swear I'll get to dealing with Gordon soon, I'm just really getting into this evil genius stuff. That I definitely need a different name for, too. My to-do list just keeps getting longer. Anyway, I used my established criminalness to convince Gordon to stop boyfriend stalking, which is the socially accepted kind of stalking, for the time that... I would have a very special client over who might get spooked if he saw someone lurking. Now his reaction... At first it was what I expected. He kind of got this grin on his face, like, I win, or like he was just so proud I was growing into this criminal gig. But his mood fell pretty quickly after that. Not because I told him to stay away, he totally got that, but I don't know, he seemed worried. I told him there was no danger though, so... Yeah, it's just Gordon still being weird, I guess. So the big day came. It was Wednesday, which was the 23rd, 4th... Ugh, I suck at dates. It was the 23rd. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Audrey was busy flying around saving kittens in battle armor, so that was lucky. In a sense, I put on my own battle armor. I wore the most androgynous, Martin-esque clothes I had, threw on his lab coat for good measure, and his mask, of course. It is modified, by the way. There's some microphone tech that makes it easier to talk, and it also has a mission protection built on it. It looks pretty neat. It never occurred to me what level of design, aesthetically, goes into Martin's creations. I half expected alarm bells to go off, like the ones Martin has to warn him if someone with super weapons enters his flat. But Reaper just knocked. I found the alarm yesterday. It did pop up on Martin's computer, that I turned silent. His system picked up the gun Reaper had on him. Ray gun, that is. It just didn't flashily blare it around. Not sure what to think or do about that, but I digress. Meeting Reaper. It was... I mean... Okay, so right when I opened the door, already bathed in nervous sweat, mind you, he... he definitely had his presence. You know, that threatening air about him. He's tall, like a head taller than me, and his blank white mask with nothing but that vertical crack and eyes in it, that's sure threatening. I was taken aback for a moment, unnerved, which is definitely the intended effect, but that day he was there as a client, not a conqueror, so he wasn't wearing his armor. And here's the thing, 
With that mask, you can wear the blackest clothes, but unless you're wearing armor or a cape, it will look a bit off. He was still threatening by demeanor alone, but the thing is, I caught him by surprise too. Yeah, me. Puny Amelia, good-for-nothing Travis, currently very close to having a panic attack, took the Reaper by surprise. It wasn't that hard. He was expecting a guy, and my androgynistic efforts, while well-intentioned, did not extend to binding or anything like that. What can I say? I had less time than I expected. So the first thing the Reaper wanted to say to me, that started with, Martin, finally, I need some good news right, was interrupted by a surprised, weren't you a guy last time? Yeah, so that day he must have been generally still pissed about having lost the siege. What am I saying? I know he was. He was off his game. Lucky for me, because I think if I would have had to deal with the Reaper on top of his game, I might have cracked. Or fainted. But like this, nervously frozen in place, me managed a surprisingly confident-sounding, Yeah, I was. Is that going to be a problem? I swear in that moment I could almost see the cogs turning behind his mask. He barely missed a beat, I've got to give him that, before answering, No, not at all. Let's get to it, then. He didn't wait for an invitation before moving past me or coming inside. I had his chemical formula and mixture prepared in the suitcase in Martin's room. I just had to go get it. So I asked him to wait in the living room and went to go get it. I also asked if he wanted some tea. I don't know, mostly because I couldn't stand the silence, I guess. But I was also getting more confident. After all, I'd gotten over the most critical part. He thought I was Martin. I had something he wanted. He declined the tea politely, which is probably for the better since we were both wearing full masks. As I was coming back with the suitcase, though, I realized my position for the first time. Reaper was here because of a favor I was doing him. Probably an owed favor, but a favor nonetheless. I had the chemicals he wanted. I had the power. This is when my perpetual smirk under that mask started. Was I still shaking from nerves? Yes, who wouldn't? But I was shaking from nurse cockily. At this point, Reaper hadn't sat down, and I felt like changing that. I suddenly didn't want him to just take it and leave anymore. I had questions. I might never have gotten that chance again, so I took the initiative and sat. He could either be awkward and keep standing, or sit too. And Reaper is one of those guys, I now know, who physically aren't able to let themselves seem awkward. Sure, in full get-up, staying standing menacingly might have worked, but in half-civilian clothes? His ass was sitting down. Once I got him seated, and it became clear I had what he wanted, his demeanor changed a little too. More casual, in a way. I gave him the suitcase, and I couldn't see his expression when he looked at the contents, but I could imagine his eyes gleaming. At that point, I had to go over the dangers one more time. For Martin's sake. But Reaper was really dismissive. Whatever those chemicals are for, something I plan on finding out very soon, don't worry, he's willing to risk a lot for it. He thanked me again for being able to squeeze it in early. I want to have it said that he did nothing to prompt what I was about to say. I couldn't see if he was upset or disappointed, or anything in that way. At most, it was how rough he seemed at the door. And common freaking sense. But I asked, yeah, plans didn't take as long as planned, huh? I'm giving this whole disclaimer because when I said that, he definitely tensed up. And as response, so did I. I mean, I might have just offended someone who calls himself the Reaper. There's a difference between cocky and suicidal. What I mean to say is, I had no idea it would be a big deal to him. I mean, his plans fail all the time. Wow, glad I didn't say that to his face. 
Anyway, he mulled it over for a second, and that's when, in my eyes, he finally turned into a real person. Because he started complaining. He wasn't happy about the failed siege, which is understandable. But the Reaper feeling wishy human emotions? Apparently. No, it didn't go as planned. The whole freaking... I may be censoring. He was a bit more explicit. The whole freaking plan barely got started. We were prepared for it to take forever, but we were going to get in. I'm not sure if he cleansed his teeth or if his mask was making it sound weird, but yeah. I'm not sure if I want to call whatever ensued a conversation. I had to hold back from mentioning a lot of things because he brought up Stargirl rather quickly. Or should I say, Stargirl. I couldn't talk about her for fear of letting something slip. And I didn't have to heart to tell him that it was Tech who did all the work that day. Audrey told me she spent that whole ordeal eating a donut. I guess Reaper is pissed she didn't come out to fight. He didn't really sound pissed, though. After that first outburst, he reined himself in. He was a professional bullshitter, and in that regard, for me, as an amateur bullshitter, the meat was worth it, just for seeing that. Oh, come on! Whatever. Neighbors redecorating. Um... I wish he'd mentioned why he's got so much beef with Aud- I mean, Stargirl. He doesn't even know Audrey. But I could hardly just ask. All in all, he only stayed for 20 minutes, but they were informative 20 minutes. It ended with him saying thanks one last time at the door. Thanks again for this, he held up the suitcase. Sorry, but what do I call you now? That part caught me off guard again until I realized I was still pretending to be male to female Martin. I just said, Martin is... just M actually, that's best. He nodded at that. Even without the threatening bit, he was still an incredibly serious person. Okay, Em, I'll keep you updated. And then he was out the door. First thing I did was dump the mask and take several deep breaths. Like, I had been suffocating all this time, I just didn't notice. Not literally, that's just how I felt. After all, I'd just met the Reaper. <sighs> Another criminal to juggle on my list, looking at it realistically. I realize I'm, well... Playing both sides, what with Audrey and... Gordon might even be an entirely different side altogether. But I mean, I'm not actually involved in any of it. The fighting and stuff. I'm just in contact. Just associated with both parties. An impartial observer. And so far, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Kind of like Martin was. I'm not good or bad. I'm just me. I'm just... M. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. Today you heard the voice of Esther Reisenberger as Amelia Travis. If you like and want to support this show, please rate and review it anywhere you can and spread the word among your friends. And remember, behind every mask... Wait, what kind of mask are we talking here? A half mask or a full mask? <laughs>